Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Rose Shearer here and welcome to the show. Little housekeeping, little humbling, little apology. I had a podcast up a couple of weeks back on um, a situation in my own family where I was going over growth and how, you know, sometimes we need to stay out of things. And I used a situation with my niece and my sister and I used my niece's name. I should not have done that. Unprofessional and inappropriate. And so if you listen to the podcast and you two had that, those thoughts, cause it was up for about a week before I took it down. Uh, you are right. And I should not have done that. Secondly, on a, on a much better note, was I was uh, contacted by Jackie Simmons uh, a couple days ago. Now, Jackie was on my podcast last year, and she talks about suicide prevention. If you've never listened to that podcast and it's on your purview of information, please go search for it. I believe teen suicide's in the title, but the interview with Jackie Simmons will be there in the title as well, so it should be fairly easy to find on my website or wherever you're looking. Her message is amazing. It comes from personal experience in her own family. And what she got in touch with me for is there is a new book on Amazon called Make It a Great Day. The choice is yours. It was launched September 24th by the looks of it. Her name is Jackie Simmons, S-I-M-M-O-N-S. I believe it is co-authored with some other people, but she shows up Again, make it a great day. The choice is yours. And I believe it's part of an ongoing series. That's kind of how the verbiage works here. Because uh, they believe friends don't let friends self-delete. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I love her verbiage around this. I love her attitude around it. They have a whole institute and training uh, situation to deal with suicide and having these conversations. Because the bottom line is what we don't talk about can fester and grow. You know, I talk about my sister's growth even, and and we've had something that I've done in the family that has made my niece very upset beyond the podcast and naming her. And because my sister has and I have reconnected and we've gone through so much growth, even though she doesn't agree with what I'm doing, she's not willing to put what we have recovered, what we have repaired at risk. So she's being very neutral about it. And that is amazing. Life happens for us, not to us. It took me a really long time to learn that. But now that I've accepted it, I'm actually having some issues with uh, the fallout of my decision because I know I've hurt someone in my family and I know they're very angry. But at the same token, my higher self is very clear that this is the right decision. And it is also very hard to stand back and say, you know what, it's not my monkey, not my circus to tell them, you know, this is your, this is your growing opportunity, but it is very difficult to know and accept that all the stuff that happened to me to get me to this point was done for me, not to me. And if I could just wish for everyone that they have that attitude about what's going on in your own life, to stand back and say, maybe this isn't the punishment I think it is, but... Like myself, 
where I am doing it cognitively, not sort of like with the drama and trauma that my mother had it, influence had in my life. I had to learn to stand back, forgive her and accept that perhaps when we made a soul agreement before we even came here, you know, I was okay and maybe, maybe even asked her permission to say, I need you to be this for me in this life because I need to learn this next round of lessons. But I didn't come to that realization until my 50s. So I spent a lot of time in my life very hurt and almost hating her. And now it's just like hands off, peace. It was meant to be this way or I wouldn't be the person I am. It is very hard though when consciously you realize certain aspects or certain things need to transpire and you are the orchestrator of someone else's hurt because you're not doing it to hurt them but they could be caught up in their own issues and real think that the life is happening to them let that go because there's nothing you can do except honor the journey yours and other people's in their own time Yes, I would just love everyone to learn the lessons fast and quickly. I heard a great analogy um, on this today by Teal Swan, because I always just go to Instagram and the people that I follow for inspiration. I just prayed and said, team, bring me what I need to hear. And Teal was talking today about the fact that we do not need to go looking for our trauma. We are like a layered onion And when we've peeled away a layer and dealt with something, the next thing will come up for us to deal with. We don't need to go searching for it. I can't tell you how that touched me. I can't tell you as well how I shook my head and go, damn. Because if I had dealt with more younger, I could have got through the onion. I could have got through more layers quicker. But everything happens for a reason and everything happens in its own time. What I believe needs to be taught more of to our youth and to people for awareness is that, you know, these things will surface as you need to learn them and as you are able to cope and deal with it. You know, that can be a big part of it. There were lots of things in my life I didn't deal with till later in life, but I can look back on my own natural way of being and realize, oh no, I wouldn't have taken that lesson well in my 20s or my, even my 30s that I hadn't dealt with this over here. You know what I mean? To be able to be strong enough or aware enough to deal with that next level. Really, really interesting, uh, you know, our processes. So today I want to talk about, uh, see how much easier life can be. (laughs) So what I've done, because I've gotten into some, some, I don't know, heavy or, you know, personal things this last few podcasts, I've gone back to Journey to the Heart and just pulled up November 2nd to see what message the universe has for us today. And today's message was just perfect. How much easier can life be? This is very much relative into my past. The old way said, do, 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 push, push, push. That has always been how I got through things. You know, I just, I'm a force of nature sometimes and I'm stubborn as all get out even though I perhaps cannot always see the big picture and I, I'm very uh, situational focused or I was in my life and now I'm much more broad spectrum, which served me well in my career as well, but I didn't always apply it to my personal life. So I am a, you know, goer and doer, but only when the work is done can we allow ourselves time to rest. That is a, a mentality 
that has also been taught to the generation of the, uh, you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s. You know, you can have it all, do it all, you know, just work harder, do more, get less sleep. You know, that all comes at a price, guys. It, it really, truly does. So often when we think that only when the work is done will we allow ourselves to rest, that the work gets done and we often forget to reward ourselves. The old way won't work anymore. We need to change that way of thinking. It's very obvious in the world around me when I'm watching what's going on on the planet. I definitely have a tough time, just a little segue here, accepting from a religious standpoint that what's happening in the world is inevitable and we don't have a choice, that the end times are here, the UN will be the new world order and we will lose our properties and our rights and our democracy and the world will not keep evolving and human consciousness isn't going to keep moving forward. I just, I can't believe that. I won't actually. Maybe the end times is a real thing. I believe the Bible was divinely inspired. I also believe lots of other works around the, the planet and through history were as well. So I've, you know, I've opened my mind to that. But this fatalistic attitude that, you know, this is, this is going to happen. I'm not even really a big believer in the physicality of, of heaven and hell. I believe it's something we're creating in our own consciousness that we're creating here on earth. I truly, truly believe until I'm given different information or a different awareness that we were put down here uh, and the earth is ours to look after and that God will intervene or divine um, powers will intervene when we ask. Hence, you know, the law of attraction or, you know, a lot of Christians use this old thing called name it and claim it. But it's all about what we attract and our own consciousness coming to the awareness of heaven on earth. You know, Marine St. Germain talks about that in her book, uh, Waking Up in 5D, that, you know, you ask, you ask your team for a day of heaven on earth. What if that's all it truly is, that energetically we are, are supposed to be creating this for ourselves? So where I have a tough time with what's going on with world events is the fatalistic attitude that we don't have a choice. And I so 110% disagree with that. I believe we definitely have a choice and that we always need to fight for good and for change and to get the evil out of our governments and to get the greed and the power struggles um, gone. I don't believe I have to bow down to the UN and the WEF and all this stuff that the conspiracy theorists quote unquote talk about. Those things are very real. They're not conspiracy theories anymore. They're on the main, you know, it's dark. The light has been shone into the darkness, but is this whole, you know, cr the crazy around it, does it have to happen? Do I have to lose my democratic rights in my own country? No. I believe there are still warriors for good out there, that people are waking up and realizing that, hey, just a second here, I have autonomy as a human being, and I have a choice. So that's why I look at this passage today and go, yeah, life can be a lot easier. Because this, this old way of doing things, I believe that's where the transition is coming from, that we are going through one of the largest awakenings in human consciousness in history. You know, we have lived by the law and the rules of religion and we've come through dark dark times you know the dark ages what if what we're doing here now is the transition to light and easier and such growth that i see around me is amazing is simply amazing so we have learned the old ways won't work anymore is what i mentioned and we have learned too much come too far 
our body simply won't let us. Our heart will object. And I love how um, Melody Beattie puts that in this in this passage because that's what I'm finding and what so many other people are finding. I believe that's where my, like for instance, my own family, my sister's growth is coming from. She had physical changes in her life, her husband passing, but I also believe that people's hearts and stuff, things aren't sitting right with us anymore. And our bodies, you know, they get sick. I mean, I have an illness and I struggle with that going, why am I sick? I believe in health. I believe in the power of mind over body. Um, why am I, in so, am I in so much pain? Why did I have to, you know, have an autoimmune disorder? What's going on here? So, in, but where I stopped blaming and, and feeling sorry for myself, now I'm in the question. What am I needing to learn and why is this happening? Is it simply to slow me down, to make me look, to build my faith, to delve deeper? In the next few days, I'm going to have an Akashic Records reading and I cannot wait to kind of delve into that. Um, so many other things I've done with ancestral clearing and, and uh, shaman work has been life altering for me. And the older I get, I want a greater ease. That's the other thing. When you age, so if you're one of my younger demographics, be really clear. I don't think you're going to not be touched by this because I know no one in my circle or in my demographic of my age that does not feel the same way. We literally have no time for bullshit and our patience with crazy and nonsense and just the strange is like, yeah, no. Common sense is prevailing. We And we really just don't want to be scattered in a million directions. We want things a little better focused. We want things simpler. We want things happier and fuller. But when we were younger and chasing the dream and working, that, that was taught to me at my father's knee. You know, you work hard and you make sacrifices. But at what point do you stand back and say, okay, you know what, is the gerbil, gerbil wheel forever and is there more? Is there more than nine to five, two to four weeks vacation, save your RSPs and live in next to poverty in your old age? Like, it's, how did we get sold that bill of goods? But that's a totally different subject. So let's work on being more fun. Let's work on not pushing ourselves so hard. I believe I am sick because... I never took the time to rest. I literally just went, went, went until my body would crash. And then I would rest for a little bit and not very long. I can tell you that right now. And my husband will completely concur with this because he has said it to me so many times in our 23 years together. Honey, you have always crashed. Now I crash, you know, almost, it's almost an instant reaction to things that are going on in my life where before I could go months, sometimes even years. And it was just like all of a sudden, boom, down I would go. And then I'd rest and rest. And say, like, can I get back at it? Can I get back at it? Can I get back at it? It's, it's a little bit funny when you look back on it. it. Wasn't so much funny when I was going through it. So is there a way to make our actions more effortless? You know, an easy result of learning to focus and learning to trust your inner timing is that things should be easier. You know, I'm listening to Jim Quick. I am thoroughly enjoying that. I'm listening to you through Audible. So I, because I've read most of it and was struggling getting through the rest of it, downloaded the Audible version and hearing him in the car and the, just the common sense, you know, keeping our brain active, learning new skills, more neuroscience stuff, the ease of things that we fought against for, for generations and for decades. It's like, hmm, maybe there's a better way. Now, a little segue, our school system is like archaic and needs to change. 
and not in the woke, crazy leftist stuff that's going on right now. Just we need to accept that people learn differently. We need to teach how to think for yourselves. Um, we've got to quit making school a political platform of woke, crazy. That's not what school is about. You can deal that that in the home. We should be teaching tolerance, love, acceptance, but. We're there to learn, to teach. We don't teach our students to learn. And that's what Jim was saying he had so much trouble with. And the co-founder of Quick Learning, uh, a lady that was a immigrant here, she kind of went through the same thing with learning disabilities uh, or learning issues. Sometimes we call them disabilities in school because she came here, didn't know the language, went straight into school and was never taught to learn. Man, that struggle is real, guys. It truly, truly is. I have a certain way of, of getting data into me. It visual, definitely, for me. And two, three, sometimes four times, and then it sticks. And when it sticks, I've got it. But I have often struggled with that getting it to stick part. How do you work around that? There, there are ways to learn, but we're not teaching it to our kids. So if I could really give any sort of, I, I don't know if advice is the right word, but just a, a, a hope is we need to change our school systems and we need to be inclusive. And I don't mean sexually inclusive. We've gone through that in the 80s and 90s. I mean educational learning styles, differences, inclusion. That everything is not memor memorization and one way of learning. Okay, so I'll get off that. So if you can learn to let your actions spring naturally and easy, easily from trusting your inner timing, you're going to find things a lot, a heck of a lot easier. So I'm just going to read this. Let your inner voice and life guide you into breaks while you're working, while you're focusing on the task. Now, back to Jim quick. He talks about this. No longer than 20 or 23 minutes are you to sit and because I have severe pain in my uh, lower back and both my hips because I need a hip replacement and my lower back has three degenerative discs that just cause me a smoking amount of pain. It just is the way it is. It is structural. There's not much I can do about it, but I can manage things and movement is definitely one of them. So I look like a, like a 97-year-old patient when I'm standing up after sitting for a few minutes, but once I get moving, things are better. So how about we just move more often? And where a cute little story comes into this is it was just Halloween, big thing in our neighborhood. We weren't as organized as we normally are because it has not rained here for months and we just couldn't risk uh, doing our normal fireworks and things in case there was no rain. So we didn't collect for them. We didn't organize a social. We didn't do what we normally do, but it all came together anyways. It has rained nonstop practically for a week and a half. So everything is nice and soaking wet. And Halloween, it didn't rain. It was dry for the kids. Fantastic. One of our neighbors just wasn't going to let his grand, his four-year-old grandbabies not have their fireworks. So he just bought three or four boxes of these, those big ones that go way up in the sky and just like you see in the movies. So, you know, very awe-inspiring and his little, his, he, they're Greek, so... There, uh, the kids call him Papu, and you could hear them chanting, Papu more, Papu more. It was so cute. It was so cute. So we all got to enjoy that. And then you know what? No one had anything planned, but one of my one of my little sweetie pies showed up with a charcuterie board, and we had that for a bit while giving the candy out. And then we just packed it up and took it all down to another neighbor's friends for a side yard fire pit. And everyone came out of their caves, because I sometimes swear we've been living in them lately. And there was, there was community, there was social time. It worked out exactly like we'd like it to work out. 
like it's been every other year with no planning, but we stayed open to it all. Now, back to my point was my students in the basement, they did not come out and watch the fireworks. And I didn't think about it because I was really tired that day. I honestly didn't even want to put on my costume, but the kids expect it. They just expect their little teeny thing of Play-Doh from our house, their full-size chocolate bar that I get for a buck from Walmart. I don't have that many kids. I can afford it. And <laughs> me in a costume. Mr. Keith does the yard. The lights are all up. The scary music's playing on the speaker on the front porch. This is how we roll. It wasn't until the fireworks were almost over. They were down to the last box. And I went, where's my kids? And I went to go running back in and everyone said, Shelly, by the time you run to your front door or hobble in my case and come back, it'll be over. So I asked the girls the next morning, like, guys, what happened? And they were studying for a huge presentation Tuesday morning. So first of all, that professor, boo on you. Come on, it's Halloween night. That was really mean to have a huge, and it was a major presentation in their coursework. They're both engineers. They were so focused and doing that old school you know, hour after hour, just get her done, get her done with no break. I said, guys, don't do that. It's hard on you. You can't stay focused that long and your body and your blood literally start pooling. You should have literally got up for 10 minutes. That's all it would have taken. Walked out to the street, got some fresh air, watched the fireworks, got juiced up by all the energy by everyone, and then come back in the house and gone straight back to work. You didn't need to miss that 10 minutes of fun and lightness for the project. In fact, you probably would have found the project a little easier, but that's not how we teach. We teach go, 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 work, work, work. If you can stop worrying, if you're doing it well enough, if you stop fearing that you won't get it done, taking the breaks when you need it and really letting go will actually assist you in doing better and doing more focused work. Take time at the end of the task as well. Take time to reward yourself, to feel pleasure in your accomplishment, to play at the end of the day. So that is what today's message is about. To literally see if you can make life easier, take the breaks, take the time, acknowledge your accomplishments, and carry on. I've told you this example before about how I had a friend that caught you know, chastised me or caught me on the fact that I kept using language like when my son is raised and I'm 40, I will. I literally didn't even realize I was sort of maybe putting my life on hold or thinking there was going to be some miraculous end of the line goal to be uh, achieved when I've got my son raised because I was a single mom. No, I needed to live my life. That was a phase of my life, but it didn't need to be a task that you know, started and ended, and then my life would begin when it ended. That's, that's not how it rolls. But I, I did. Verbally, I put that limitation on, on myself. So in closing, see how balance occurs naturally when we trust our heart. See how much easier life can be when we live it from the heart. Again, this is from Journey to the Heart. It's a daily meditation book by Melody Beattie. I've used it for years. It was a gift from one of my dear, dear friends. And if you are a regular podcast listener, you have heard this book used a lot in the last five years. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com 
And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.